Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening, everyone. My name is Joe Armstrong, and you are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to have Derek Thomas of Skyline Drive. Topanga Canyon is a slice of rugged wilderness carved out of the dry Santa Monica Mountains just miles from Los Angeles' expansive sprawl. The canyon is one of the only undammed watersheds in the area, and that sense of unchecked natural beauty has permeated the culture of the area and fostered an exceedingly rich musical tradition. Current Topanga resident Derek Thomas uses the moniker Skyline Drive for his newest project, and the collection of dusty songs on the upcoming record, Topanga Ranch Motel, due out in October of 2012, fits right in with the numerous musicians and creative types who have called Topanga home. And this puts Thomas and Skyline Drive in hallowed category that also includes revered artists like Woody Guthrie, Neil Young, Grant Parsons, Jim Morrison, Little Feet, Van Morrison, Billy Preston, Stephen Stills, Joni Mitchell, and actor Will Gear, among others. Thomas is up to the task, and his songs amply hold the weight of such famous and talented predecessors. The songs on Topanga Ranch Motel reside in that fertile sweet spot where raspy vocals, bittersweet lyrics, and mature and earthy arrangements make the music sound timeless. Welcome to Independence Day, Derek Thomas of Skyline Drive. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Scoot up if you would. Talk absolutely, into the talk into the microphone, man. Yes, glad to be ah, here. That's better. There you are. <laughs> hey, man. Great to have you. Good to meet you. This is fantastic. You're another one of uh, you fall under the Kim Grant umbrella, and we love having her artists on here. She's she's such a purveyor of excellent music. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And so, this this I'm focusing on this Topanga thing here. Like it's because I, I when I learned that that was where you were based. I mean, there's such a rich tradition out there of people, artists actors, writers, performers of all stripes, because it's like close to Los Angeles, so they can still exist within the infrastructure that is L.A. But then it's like it's just far enough away that you can get peace and quiet and hear chickens and, you know, have tranquility that's kind of like almost, I don't want to say wilderness. Like, I mean, but you're not from there. Like, how did you wind up there? No, 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 I'm not. I'm, <clears throat> I, I've only been there, I've been there for about three years, and, um, I, I was in San Francisco for about six years uh, last before I was there, and then I moved back, and I kind of was in, um, you know, L.A. proper, like Lincoln Heights area, and then I was in, I moved to Venice because I wanted to kind of be by the coast, and then I, I just kind of realized that Topanga was there, and uh, I went I went in town, and I, and I kind of checked it out, and it just really felt, felt really good after being, uh, probably after being in San Francisco for, you know, a while. And Were then, you in like the city proper? So it was like oh, yeah. city city? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, it was a lot, the city. So it was really nice to get at the coast and, uh, you know, to find Topanga after being in, um, even Venice. Uh, I mean, nothing compares to Topanga. I mean, Venice is, it's mellower than being downtown, but it's, yeah. Topanga is like nothing else. And, uh, and it's quiet and it lets you do your thing. And, um, there's not a lot to do, but uh, there's a lot to do if you got but that's, something to do. That's by design. Right. Right. You go there so that you're kind of removing all that pressure so that then, like for me, when you remove that pressure, then you're, you, you fill the void with the things you want to fill it with instead of having the other things that distract you and fill it up. Yeah, it's like, a, uh, it's like the city, San Francisco was kind of a mirror for me in a way that if you haven't lived in a big city and you move to a big city, you realize a lot of things about yourself that you maybe didn't realize. And then moving to the canyon is like the opposite 
angle of the mirror because it's you realize you kind of go inside more and you realize more about some other parts about you when there's not a, all this stuff happening and you're just with yourself doing your thing. So yeah, yeah. I think geography is so important for artists because it sometimes, like you said, it goes with your type. Sometimes it goes against type. But regardless, um, it's important because it, it, it allows you to it set something yourself against something or with something and there's so many like rich traditions in different geographical places like do you think that being from a particular place or living in a particular place does that influence your music yeah it it does but in a way i've always been able to be be no matter where i'm at i've been able to live in a lot of different places and be in the spot i kind of more of the headspace i wanted to be in even if the geographic locality wasn't exactly fostering that you know he be it with you know different kind of houses and roommates or locations but um the canyon the canyon was like just what i needed i just i just kind of got out of a band and i was just grounded it was a hot hot summer and i just had this house at the top of a uh, skyline drive which is actually where i got the name for the band and uh I just kind of walked around the grounds and and in the hot heat and it was like house on the prairie you know it was just and it resonated with me, and I, you know, I just, I wrote a lot of these songs that were on this album that are really, um, I would go, you know, they're subdued and melancholy and thoughtful and a lot of um, stuff that's fiction and a lot of stuff that's nonfiction, you know, some of it is just stories that came to me, and some of them are actually, you know, events that yeah. happen. Yeah, and this, ran- this record, Topanga Ranch Motel, that's what it's called, it's coming out in October. Correct? Yeah, October 16th. All right, yeah. cool. Let's hear a little bit about what this is. Let's hear something from this. I think we picked the track Rubber Bullets from this track, or from this record, rather. Uh, tell me just a little bit about this song before we play it. I, well, it's, uh, what is Rubber Bullets? I'm, oh, as, I, I guess when, when you, you know, you have a choice when you're in a relationship, how you want, how much you want to take something on and how much you don't want to take something on. And uh, Rubber Bullets is just a play on words for, you know, maybe, you know, you don't you don't need to uh, hold something so strongly and you can let yourself off the hook a little bit and uh, kind of like that, yeah. All right, cool. Well, my name is Joe Armstrong. I'm here with Derek Thomas from the band Skyline Drive, kind of a new project, but it's got some important lineage and the songs are fantastic. I, I assure you of that. I gave them all a listen last night and uh, I meant to go to bed, but man, I couldn't stop listening. That's a true story. So this is the track from Derek Thomas and Skyline Drive, the track Rubber Bullets here on Independence Day. She was barefoot, spinning pinwheels as the evening sky grew dark And the velvet underground Filled the cold air in the park I smoked two cigarettes Had a bottle of wine And got a ticket on my car She ripped it up And smiled at me And said this is how it starts It starts with a bang and it ends with a kiss And silent and slow And so you don't notice it Until it hits you in the heart Just like the whip of a stick And you don't feel the sting 
They're just rubber bullets Well the chimes are singing A storm is coming my way And the pitches are bending What was mine ain't mine anymore You left me with my sunburned knees, my calico cap, and some work boots. When the real truth is, you were the only thing worth getting used to. And it starts with a bang, and it ends with a kiss. And silent and slow, and so you don't notice it. Until it hits you in the heart Just like the whip of a stick And you don't feel the steam They're just rubber bullets Time till the big show. The band was taking a break, having a smoke out the side door. That's when it started to rain down the brim of my hat. I blew a smoke ring and the wind blew it back. I could hear her singing. Hey everybody, my name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. That was the band Skyline Drive, a.k.a. Derek Thomas. Uh, and he is a fantastic guitar player. He's an excellent songwriter. And he's doing something which I think is one of the coolest things you can do in music, which is have the courage to be calm and quiet and know what not to play. You know, like, where where does this musical maturity come from? What do you think? Uh, I'm, You know, I, I just always had an affinity for songs and stories and uh, melody and just mellow in general. I like a lot of high-energy stuff too, but I just, you know, and I I think this is just I was in the headspace and I just moved to the canyon, and so that's kind of what needed to happen. I mean, right now I'm writing a lot of high-energy barroom music that's totally high-energy, but this just needed to happen, and uh, 
Yeah. And it, and it worked out because it was a complete work of songs for the album. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very... It's, I mean, I, like I said, I, I said this before. I started listening to these when I was working on doing pre-production for the show. And I was really tired. And, I, you know, I wanted to get a taste of everything. So I played a little bit of it. But I, I really, really dug it. Like, I really ended up enjoying it so much that I stayed up a lot later than I should have. And just let the whole thing play out while I was writing about stuff. And it was really, really nice, man. Excellent work. I'm really looking forward to this coming out. When you when you go to play these songs live, will you do, like for the record, will you do, will you piece it like a band together and play with a full band? Yeah, that, that's that's the idea, yeah. So I'll have, I'll, I'd like to be able to have the dynamics of being able to play some high energy tunes and then dr- drop it down. Yeah. But right now, I mean, I've been playing out and, you know, kind of promoting the album and and doing a lot solo and with a couple people, but it's overall, it's, it's a very, you got to be in the right mind frame to sit through, you know, an hour set of like of this album and of of when I play it live too. It's, it's a certain kind of vibe. Yeah. That's one thing, like in my own career, like I always, I always longed to get to the point where I could play someplace that wasn't a bar because this music, it's hard to play this quiet kind of stuff when there's people drinking and commiserating and celebrating and and going, carrying on, you know, like this is suited for, a theater or suited for like a venue of some kind, you know? And it's like, as I, I have that aspect, I mean, sure I've played loud, loud music. I mean, I've my tube amp, there's nothing better in the world than a hot tube amp as far as I'm concerned, but being able to turn it down and let the music breathe like that, it's, it's, it's hard to do in a bar. It's hard to keep their attention because the quieter you get, like they just don't seem to pay attention. Yeah. Well, that just depends on the, you gotta have the right venue for the right, your music really depends yeah. on the venue, you know, and then even your set can depend on right. what's happening there through that set so indeed so i'd like you to play a song for us and we'll come back and talk a little bit about about the recording of this record so what's this first sure sure uh i'll play uh, the switch this is on the new record correct yeah this is on there all right cool let's hear this I used to take a lot from you And I held your hand so tight Jumping from nickels to dimes As you pulled the tight rope line Tried to get it right for you Well isn't that what every man's supposed to do To hold you up until you shine And I was glad to be a fool for you Occasionally lose my cool for you All right But the little houses that I built for you You huffed and puffed, you really blew How could you? Tried to get it right for you But isn't that what every man's supposed to do? To hold you up until you shine Guess I, guess I, well I thought of myself And as a treasure sequestered to the bottom of your sea That eventually you'd find and not believe Well how happy we could be 
needle on the crew for me Played that magic tune so sweet and high Though it was only for the first couple weeks It felt so sweet and I locked it up inside Well inside So when our troubled ways don't fit Well I dive inside to the switch But it works so well That I get used to it And I just can't tell When I am using That, Derek Thomas, the band, Skyline Drive, named after the place in Topanga where you said you were living, correct? You said, what mm-hmm. was, there was a rumor about that house? What was that again? Who was, whose house was that? Uh, it was, uh, it's my friend's place next to the Wilger Theatre coming in. It was, uh, Woody used to live there, Woody Guthrie, I guess. And um, from that house, actually no, and from, there's so many places in the canyon. Yeah, yeah. My old place actually was rumored to be Joni Mitchell's old place, and it was an amazing, amazing little cabin with, um, with over the bed loft, it had uh, two huge windows, and you could see all the stars at night. Oh, man. Really cool, really cool. And I could see Neil Young's place where he recorded uh-huh. Harvest from there. Yeah. So, pretty crazy. That's the thing, man. If you, you know, it's, it would be hard to write bad songs, you know, in that <laughs> setting. Like, you could, if you just <laughs> close I mean, your if eyes. If you're and, honest, you know. Close yeah. your eyes, be honest, and try not to screw it up. Like, all the ghosts are there. Yeah, You know, all the, all, the, all the vibes and all the, you know, the... The cosmic energy is there to do that. You know, I, I love everything's like, not there. You know, the things that you yeah. don't want there aren't there. Yeah, except like, for your laptop. You know, exactly. When you're writing and an email comes in. Yeah, and <laughs> well, I know the the idea of having Wi-Fi for some reason right. in Topanga Canyon amuses me. But there's that great story um, of of Neil Young. You know, he drove across the country in his hearse with that. With the, I forget that guy that came with him. Shows up in L.A. Like right away, winds up in a record with a record deal. Winds up playing in Buffalo Springfield almost right away. And as soon as he got money, as I understand it, like he went to Topanga. Like he like he stayed in L.A. just long enough to like get his toehold, like get in the industry, and in then the, in the city. Yeah, in the city, you know, to, so people knew who he was and he could play. But then he went to Topanga, and then eventually later moved up to the Bay Area. But you know, I that was something I was always so jealous of. I guess I'm I'm eight years in. I'm still looking for that. It's there. It's still there. You know, it's amazing. It's still there. So, uh, you know, it's a it's a mix of of artists and people kind of living off the grid, and uh, and some people with money who are around there too, which I really don't see. Yeah. You know that that kind of vibe there at all. It's pretty. It's pretty great. And then you know the the, the breakfast spot is just so so great and a great yeah. cup of coffee. And then the yeah. you know it's all 
you know, I wouldn't say it's the best coffee, but it, it just, yeah. it's it, the bottom line is the place has character, and it's that's what's yeah. so cool about it. Yeah, character uh, character is a beautiful, unnecessary thing. It's like an essential thing. You know, you can, you know, I I guess there's character everywhere, and you know, you find what you love about wherever you live. But like, there's certain places that just have a certain kind of magic to them, and I think Topanga is one of those places that just kind of has that lineage. It has those ghosts, you know. Yeah, you are so influenced by your environment. Like you don't even like I don't. Even, I mean, now when I went to SF, you know, I just got really into experimental music. And when I'm in the city, and you know, and and, and what kind of where you're at in your headspace, and if you're trying to survive, or if you're trying yeah. to have things for laid back or whatever. But. So being in Topanga, can you make like how much racket can you make? Like, is it spread out enough that like if you want to do a track with your your Vox or whatever, you can kind of do some or? I I think it I think it depends, but it's not quite as lenient as it used to be it used to be you know you just walk in open up the door and go in and bring bring some instruments into anywhere you know they used to there used to be so many spots like that but um hopefully you know hopefully things start coming around that way more and there's more places to play in later times to do that and uh but i don't know it's weird you know the canyon also echoes in itself you know so but the Everybody's used to it enough to where you can do it, and it's like people will like be a hey, you know, they'll say something before. It's like not like the cops are all going to show up at your door and yeah. like, you know, hassle you. Yeah, and it makes me think of like you know Neil Young or Joni Mitchell doing this back forty, fifty years ago. You know, being you know hey, hey Young, <laughs> shut up over there. I'm tired of hearing that song again. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's uh, it's cool. I really yeah. I really dig it. I think I'll be there for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. How about another tune? Okay. Um, Is this going to also be from the new record? Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll do. I'll do one more. I'll do another one from the new record. Yeah. The song is called uh, Sam's Saloon. Sam's Saloon. It's kind of. A, Is there a real place? No, but it's a place I made up, and it kind of a mix of what I think the Midwest is like, the movies I've seen, kind of about the Midwest and Topanga, and then me. Look at this place There's not a lot to say about it And look at this place Damn, I couldn't live without it In fact, it defines me Yeah, but that's not saying much When I get home Sitting watching old TV And I let the white noise Well I let it rock me to sleep And I fade in and out From the walls They hold me in Whole town's drunk Every night by five Just like clockwork And Charlie's the mailman And I'm stoned again There's kids out Playing on the slide and slip There's two cigarettes Down to Sam's saloon Three steps To the dance floor A few more Sips until her hips Start swinging And it's one tequila, two tequila, three tequila 
tequila floor Dusting my boots I'm walking down a windy street And in the back of my mind I'm barefoot on an empty beach And the smell of a fire From the house that just burned down No one lives there No one lives there now So write me a song Drop me a line I'm an old crow It's funny how these things, they happen, you know You wake up drunk on your kitchen floor And it's two cigarettes down to Sam's saloon And three steps to the dance floor And a few more sips until her hips start swinging And it's one tequila, two tequila Three to keep the floor. Very, very nice, man. Hey, thank you. Derek Thomas, that's the band, <laughs> Skyline Drive. So why a band name instead of your name this time? Hmm. You know, I guess I just, when I was younger, I did my name a long, long, long time ago, but... I just aesthetically uh, love the imagery of a band and of a name and what it calls to mind and uh, even the amount of – like I just love words. So like even the amount of syllables and the way something looks, what it represents. Um, I, I love I love everything about that and it had so much meaning because it was the name of my street. It was where I wrote the songs. Um, and the, what was the other thing? It's just uh, – I. You know, I I really want a core group of people to play with, and and I, and I kind of have that, and it kind of fluctuates, and that's great. But um, I like I like the idea of a band. Yeah, yeah. I set out every time to to do a band, but it like it seems like the way the life cycle of a record is nowadays, or the life cycle of a band. Like by the time I get the band put together, we play a few shows. You know, it goes. You know, we practice up a bunch of songs, play a few shows over the course of a year or whatever, and then it starts. It seems like people, you know, you get older, it's just harder. Like people have other things. They've got kids and wives and and careers, and people people move away and people do these things, and it starts changing, and it winds up coming back to just me. And like I feel like I'm the I'm the constant in all this stuff. And it's not that I'm narcissistic enough to think that I should. It should always be me. But it's like, well, if I'm spending all this money and putting all this labor in. You know, I, it's it's the it's the I guess it's the continuity aspect. Like that way, it's still me and my songs, and I can move it forward. But I should really, what I should do is be courageous like you and just pick a band name and go with it. I just uh, I just didn't want to do it under just my name. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, there's so much that comes with in everybody who writes and plays, or from from the songwriter to the you know to the guys who play in all the different bands and do all that stuff. There's so much that everybody has to uh, say about it and com- you know complain about or. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff it's hard to do. But um, really, you know, everything is. So, you know, you just choose what you want to focus on. I think you just got to put a lot, all your energy into it. And, and uh, 
you know, when things don't work, you just keep moving. You just keep moving forward. And but there is kind of a de facto second member to this, right? There's uh, is Eric. Yeah, absolutely. And he yeah. he was a co-producer on this record. Well, uh, my my good friend Mike Derricotti who oh, played Mike. bass. He, okay, he, oh, he was the co-producer. He kind of co-produced it with me. He and he uh, we kind of mixed it, self-recorded okay. it in my place. And Eric plays uh, has been playing with me for a good while now, and. Um, He's all all over the album. And he's a great multi instrumentalist. Pedal steel yeah. is what he's mainly doing on on with me so far. I want to get him on the guitar more, but yeah. So, but so that's like for now, like he's like your first call guy. Yeah, like, it's kind of Eric and I, and then it kind of fluctuates with other players. But like the consistency is, you know, Eric and I with the pedal steel. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be here tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. what's. Well, it's such an in-demand instrument. Like that's one thing I almost regret about being a guitar player is that everyone can play guitar. So therefore, you don't. You have to be really, really good to get calls for gigs. You know what I mean? Whereas you pick up, you pick up upright bass, or you pick up pedal steel, or you pick up some other like kind of oddball instrument, and you're more specialized. But you get more eventually once you get your reputation. Like you get more calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do, you do. But I just recently heard about like this pedal steel forum that puts all the pedal steel players from sorry eric <laughs> puts all the pedal steel <laughs> players from like every city and then the, it's all connected to each yeah, like, city so whenever anybody's traveling it's like a call list nobody can really take the pedal steel player and there's so much to yeah i mean you know there's so much to bring and then there's like whatever i mean yeah so i don't well, know if that's so i mean you can take the pedal steel player but yeah they have like a they have a website cool. where it's like pedal steel players in different areas you know i don't yeah. know what it's called yeah well it's like well from paul franklin on down you know, like he's like the, the number one guy right, right. In, in Nashville, you know, and he's, he's sick. There's a pedal steel, you know, I, I just need one note from that thing and I'm yeah. just sustain that thing and put some reverb on it and let me yeah. play. <laughs> just, just, just bend that second up to the third, man. Just do a little bend. All right. Do a little bend. Anyway. How about another tune? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll play a new one. Um, actually just wrote the other night, um, during that lot, lots of heat and, uh, I was a, a good friends in um, in the canyon. We were all playing some music, and I went home and I wrote something on my uh, on my porch late at night. What's it and called? It was super warm. It is called uh, "It Don't Come Easy." I could be your hotel. That's that new. <laughs> You could be my hotel And I could be a rainstorm The thunder and the lightning Tapping at your window Tapping at the window Lightning is my love And the thunder is my pain You make me a man And I keep you safe Oh, I keep you safe Come easy. You knew. Mm-hmm. 
Those old timey songs That you love to sing to I play them on my guitar When you want me to I play them on my guitar Devil and an angel Son of a bitch Well, darling, close the curtains And give me your lips And give me your lips And you Derek Thomas, his new band, Skyline Drive. You can learn everything you need to know about them at skylinedrive.me. No strange spellings there. You can learn anything you need to know about Independence Day at, uh, well, it's like indepday.com, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com. Also, facebook.com slash indepday. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at indepday. And I wish you would. We could tell you all about some cool music stuff. We've got a good network of stuff going here, man. We've got a lot of, we're starting to get cross-pollinization. Like, you know some people that I know. We talked about that when you first came in here. And and uh, trying to keep people updated on what's going on in this town musically. So in terms of that's like a brand new song. Like how – we talked this, about this before. You're, you practice a lot of guitar because you teach guitar. So you play for hours a day. You know, it's a skill that you, you, know, you, you keep up with. Like when it comes to writing, do you also exercise that muscle in the same way? Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely do. Um, I – there's a f- there's so many different ways that for for the writing that works for me and um, from you know free association of course and just flowing that's when all the stuff the great stuff comes and maybe you just throw a recorder on you know and you catch it and you build off it but um, and a lot of it too is when with that with Topanga Ranch Motel um, I made sure to um, sit with w- with the song and just like when it's not coming like you know everybody's like you know. You just gotta sit with your song, and like, I, I, sometimes I would sit there the whole day, and I would like, you know, maybe get up to go get something to eat, and you only eat one meal, but like, sit there the whole day with my tune, and uh, you know, my fingers would be dying because it's playing the same chords for so long. But uh, something happens, you know, f- uh, you know, and you just you don't let that thing in your head tell you that you can't do it because that's what makes you stop like doing right. anything. You know, it's like that thing. It's like oh, it's not gonna. Happen. It's like there's somebody in there telling you that. You know, it's like. You don't listen to that and you keep going. How do you keep from being distracted? I mean, part of that, I think, is moving to a place like Topanga, you know, but like that's one of the biggest things that I run into is 
uh, we were talking before, like having your laptop and having an email pop up. I suppose you can turn off your your Wi-Fi or not open a browser because, you know, your computer nowadays, it's like your journal. You know, everyone sits in front of it, whereas they used to sit in front of a paper journal and write things down. It's like even you, like this earthy musician writing these songs that sound like they're 40 years old in Topanga Canyon, do it on a laptop. But how do you keep from other stuff intruding on that, like, precious space where you're writing music? I, I don't really I, – I really do have a pretty mellow, mellow existence, so I don't have a lot of stuff – that really intrudes. Um, the main thing that intrudes probably would be just trying to do all the organizing and just the rest of the music stuff, you know, because there's so much to do. And then you're yeah. trying to coordinate all these things. And that um, that mainly – and I, I've just made sure that – I kind of made a promise to myself when I moved in the canyon that I would keep a really low overhead and just play music. And I've been doing it, you know. It's that's a beautiful been thing. Like, man. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> – I've been doing that for a while, but I mean, I made a big promise when I moved in the canyon. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I'm going to focus on this and I'm not going to have to to pay a ton of yeah. bills. So I don't have to, I live, you know, frugally, but I live, I do exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah. It's almost like you have to be, it has to be real. Because as you were talking about that, this thought bubbled into my head. Like what I would love to do sometime is do something like move to Topanga, lock up almost everything I own in like a storage space, like pack it all up as if I was going to a, like a sea journey for three years or moving to Nepal or whatever, because it's not that I'm materialistic, but I've, I'm very nostalgic, you know, so a lot of the stuff that I've amassed in my life, like they're, they're, they're ties to things that are very romantic for me. And I mean that in like the, the humanity sense of romanticism, you know, this, this rock that I got on top of this mountain or this funny little on my windowsill by my kitchen where I wash dishes, is a plastic stegosaurus. It's a little like, like you're a kid, a little tiny dinosaur. Like I found it walking down the street. I was like, oh, that's cool. It reminded me of a kid. And I've, I've filled my life with these random things like that. But I would love, but the really the only way to really get away from all these things is to actually make them all go away, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has, sorry about that. <laughs> I think everybody has their things that they know, um, have become like a repetition, like a cachet in their head, you know, where right. it's like, it's, it's always been, uh, I've always been aware of that. It's always been one of my intent, you know, I, I keep an awareness of the way my brain thinks and when it's on that kind of like repeat mode, you know, cause there's every, a lot of people, everybody has that, you know? And so, um, you just gotta put, put yourself outside of your comfort zone every once in a while, you know, but yeah. also you get, uh, you gotta kind of, Zen out and 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 calm yourself down to to get through it all at the same time. People do all kinds of crazy things to like find that space to write in. I right, think. Right. You ever heard the story about Springsteen when he moved to L.A. for a while? I think no, it was I don't in the nineties. So. He built in his house a like exact replica of like a Days Inn motel room or like a, a cheap <laughs> motel. Like, and he literally got the suppliers that uh, you know that supplied the bed and the the art and the drapes, and the phone, and like literally had it built to be exactly like it, because he spent so long on the road staying in these hotels. I was thinking the opposite, but uh, yeah, yeah, But he yeah. Get, gets into this space, right, so it's right. like when he wants to write, or did, I mean, he would, I'd like to look it up and find out if this is actually true, but like he would go in this room and like shut the door, and of course, and on the back of the door would be that plaque that shows you where to go out in case of a fire, right. you know, and, and that would be his space, you know. Yeah, and your space is a cabin, and on next to Will Gear's property in Topanga Canyon, it seems. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, just little 
little place with a beautiful view off the porch. Yeah. But yeah, I have people on. I love laundry mats. I like to write in laundry mats. I think that's a cliche thing for a guy with a guitar. But <laughs> really, laundry mats? Yeah, just like worn down laundry mats. I mean, I write that song just pours at me before I even get all the way in the door. It's like songs. Wow. Something about like laundry mats and those old like little connector seats and, uh-huh. and just like the random people in there doing their laundry. You know, I think yeah. that just gives you like such fodder for songs. Yeah, these and maybe it, you know the people are some of that too because these are yeah. people who don't have people doing laundry for them. You know, it's real life. Shit. That's real life. Stuff, yeah. They're they're doing they're doing their thing, and that allows them. It's like, it's like a Tom Waits kind of thing. Like he populates his songs with these characters, and you know some of them are fabricated, but some of them you know he must go to places and for inspiration. You know the laundry mat. That's really, for sure. That's fantastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I that. always thought that was a cliche one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I think. Yeah. You know it I'll, works for me. Anyway, so how about another tune? Okay, sure. Um, maybe I'll try to do, uh, let's see, what do we got? So the new record looks like you've got, uh, 10 tracks. Yeah. Which also kind of harkens back to, like, it seems like older albums had fewer tracks before the CD era. I don't, yeah. Is it kind of intentional or it just kind of happened that way? No, it just had that, they seemed like they all fit on there. And there was like, there's one, nothing like you kind of was almost going to be the bookend to the very end of the album because the whole album is kind of, you know, mellow and introspective and nothing like you kind of is at the tail end of that whole thing. But, um, and it's more of an upbeat song. So I think I put it at the beginning more. Yeah. But, um, what, is there a lot of stuff you left off? Not, not really. Like I just started writing a bunch of upbeat stuff right after that. So it was per, it was just like a uh-huh. group of songs and I didn't really have to like cut knee or, you know, there's a lot of other songs that I just didn't, you know, but for the for the main part, no, uh, it, it was right. It worked out. And while he's getting his harmonica on, I'll take this opportunity to tell you, you can check Derek and his music out, his band Skyline Drive. SkylineDrive.me. Uh, what's the M-E? Uh, that's a kind of an interesting... Uh, that's a it's, new thing. It's it's just me, SkylineDrive.me. <laughs> that's a new thing. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. In any it, case. It, it works. All right. Well, cool. And then you can find out stuff about Independence Day at IndepthDay.com, of course, Facebook.com slash IndepthDay. And this I give you. All right. This is uh, Derek Thomas, Skyline Drive. Well, how can I hold you? What can I say? Bury myself if they take you away There's nothing like you There's nothing like you And hungover happy Lying in bed I fluff up your pillow You can rest your head It feels so good Cause I'm usually blue Nothing on my mind but getting with you There's nothing like you There's nothing like you Whether it's a winter's night We're ripped and torn Yellow roses out of feet Out of tune guitar Oh, yellow high Summer day, out in the canyon, down in the bay, oh. 
can I say? Say it with me. Driving barefoot, a yellow rose in your hair. You pulled out the good stuff and magic. Smoke everywhere The miles dragged on Eventually we hit the coast That's when you roll down your window Stuck out your toes Nothing like you There's 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 nothing like you Skyline Drive, Derek Thomas. Good work, man. I dig it. I dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Thanks I'm, for having me, Dad. I'm looking forward to hear these hear these tunes with a band, man. Especially with me the, too. The pedal steel, <laughs> pedal steel. I'll, this whole record is just filled with pedal steel and Hammond organ. I know why I would put it on there, but tell me why you put it on there. The Hammond and the pedal. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I yeah, I love those sounds. They're they're the emotion. They're the two that bring so much emotion to music. Um, like I was saying, I could just have one sustaining note from either of those instruments, and uh, it just puts the vibe in there. And um, from I, you know, I love listening to you know stuff like Almond Brothers when I was younger. I listened to a ton of Almond Brothers, Leon Russell, you know, and get that Hammond organ and that that, that the tubes heat up, and it just it has that you know fervor and intensity and then the pedal steel is almost opposite it's just got that lackadaisical you know really subdued and uh introspectiveness to it and yeah so when they're like combined in one song you know you got the hot and the cold kissing a slap yeah <laughs> yeah the first band i think that i fell in love with that lineup was a band from canada called blue rodeo they're from toronto they're kind of like Somehow they're like a, a more psychedelic version of Tom Petty from Toronto. Like oh, wow. Really earthy. I like the name. Pan, yeah. Pan, uh, they started in the late 80s, and I, I, I love those guys dearly. Um, I've seen them play a million shows. They play a lot in the Great Lakes area because they're from Toronto. But it's like that old joke. Like in Canada, they're huge. Like they play these big, giant hockey arenas. But Americans don't have good enough taste in music for a band like right. that to play <laughs> a venue that big. I mean, not, in, not on a grand scale, at least. Or it's Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting. I need to go over there and—, and uh, Get see because I've heard great things about going over there and doing music. Yeah, the good yeah. stuff going up there, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I want to talk about something before we get to another tune here. Sure. Um, you know, you did this album largely in in a cabin, but there's this idea. Uh, you did this with like essentially one mic, and I, when I say that, I don't mean like the old '50s way where they put the whole band in one room with one mic and one take. You did some overdubbing, but I mean to do this whole thing with essentially one mic. I mean, did, was that out of practicality, or was that like why? Why that choice? Was it an aesthetic choice? Um, it was a fiscal choice. Okay. It, it was a. Uh, I recently studied a lot about recording, and um, and I had then I kind of set it down for a minute, and then I was like, kind of promised myself that I would do do an album and record it myself. So um, 
I, I had this this one mic, a Rode NTK that I've had for like 15 years. I managed to get a long time ago when I still had like my Tascam four track tape thing, you know, easily 15 years ago. But I got that mic and still had that. So um, I just wanted to put to use what I learned at the uh, at with from everybody that showed me all the stuff I've learned with recording and um, and I didn't I knew that the type of music I was doing lent to it possibly working out. I'm not looking to like mic every single right, a right. ton of things and toms and go circular on the sound and go crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, you're not it's not a Steely Dan record. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd mic the drums with one overhead and I didn't even have a mic on the kick. Like the whole drum kit was just one overhead for the whole kit. Now was that how much time like there's like there's two schools of thought to doing that. There's kind of like throw the mic up and, and just kind of go. Or there's like, uh, do you remember with uh, Gillian Welch yeah. and David Rawlings? Uh-huh. Like David Rawlings, he engineers their own records. And it's, there's only four inputs. There's two voices and two stringed instruments generally, like a guitar, banjo, two guitars. I mean, there was a fantastic article with him in Tape Op magazine about recording and how they, would, they were maniacal about measuring distances and mic placement, like moving a mic like three quarters of an inch or angling at three quarters of an inch. For them, they would sit and spend a ton of time to really get like the way it sounded right. And neither approach is right or wrong, but I'm curious to know what did, what was your approach or is it somewhere in the middle maybe? Well, it's more, it, it's not even somewhere in the middle. There's just a spot in the room that was good for the drums. So we kind of did that. And it's, I, it's more just put the mic there. It's about for me, it was about the song and just more about getting the uh, – capturing the song, the vocal, you know, the vocal inflection, the message tying in and it sounding sincere and honest. Yeah. And that is the main thing you could have as – I mean I toyed with the idea of like taking the whole thing and running it through, you know, a walkie-talkie into a to a uh, Radio Shack mic. Like I wanted the final product to be just this – you know, it, you could never get that old sound of the vinyl, yeah. you know, or whatnot. But I, I, um, I, I recorded it and uh, and we mixed it and uh, we self mixed it. You know, self produced. It was just me, myself, my friend Mike Derek Cotty. He's a great play, bass player. He lives in Long Beach and he's a really good guy. So um, we sat at my house and we did the whole thing in about a week and a half. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All those instruments. Yeah, we just Pedal had steel, Hammond, all that stuff. Yeah. We just had the, all the guys over, and um, we let me see. We uh, you know we recorded it and we mixed it, produced it. So on all those levels, I was really really happy with the um, the end result because I wanted to have something that I did on my own. You know, that was mm-hmm. not a reflection of somebody else's input. Right. So that's and it's an honest and it came out good. It's like I feel like it has like a '70s studio vibe. Definitely. You know, like it's got the qualities in there, but. But it's still yeah. It's like honest. well, it's like a voodoo art. This this making of albums, you know. I've, yeah, and, yeah. I've been amusing myself lately, like late at night, like because I get home late more often than than not, and I'll pull up my laptop when I'm eating dinner, and I'll pull up. I, I I've got a Netflix thing. It's only streaming, and they don't really have much in the way of good movies on there because they're not giving you much for the streaming option. Right. But there's tons of like like hour long documentaries about the making of albums. And I've just started cycling through those. I've watched them all. Yeah. I do the same thing, stream. Yeah, and I've been watching, last week I watched Dark Side of the Moon, which I'm sure I've seen before, but it's always cool. to. I watched that last week. Yeah, I watched yeah. it just last week. And like <laughs> learning all those funny little details that you kind of read about, but seeing them do it, because they have old footage mixed in with new footage and interviews. And, and then I watched Joshua Tree. 
mm-hmm. also, which mm-hmm. I think is another seminal album. And and I'm I mean now it's like my new addiction. Like I think I'm gonna I can't stop now. Yeah, you know? no, they're great. That my, my here's my worst, my okay. favorite, and my worst. Uh, Tom Dowd. Did you watch the watch the Tom Dowd? Oh, I'll have to go with Tom Dowd and Harry Nielsen for the top two. Right, right. And the worst one, I'm sorry, but. The Steely Dan one was so boring, I could almost yeah. die. You know, I rip on them a lot. I mean, I know <laughs> Steely Dan's one of those bands, like, I hear my old school. If I hear that song, like, once every six months, sure, great. I love Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I reach the saturation point with Steely Dan very quickly because I think my ear lends itself more to more organic music and their music. Of all the things that it is, it's not really organic. You know, it's very, it's like a laboratory, the way they put those things It's interesting together. how they come, like, they... Smart party music, you know? It's yeah. like... <laughs> 70s cocaine party geek rock. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. How about another tune, man? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Um, so what's this? Let's see. Let's, I'm going to do, um, do a song called... It's a new one. In the, it's called Postcards from the Edge. And it's more of a, like a high-energy big band tune. But I'm going to try it out. I just right. solo up my acoustic. Cool, man. Check the time Grab my boots Where'd my hat go? You look so calm with your head on the pillow But down the road I gotta meet Some shady friends on a shady street Get you some money Make us some dough No working boots But I got plans, you know Going home I'm going home Down to the way It's where I find you Wearing them aces on your sleeve And hold your head so naturally Shining in the light You're wearing them aces on your sleeve And hold your head so naturally Such a beautiful sight Yes This is a postcard from the edge To let you know where I have gone You call it hell, I call it home I gotta work, you know You don't like it, I understand But a man's gotta be a man Get you some money, make us some dough No working boots, but I got plans, you know Going home I'm going home, yes, down to the waiting line. It's where I find you, wearing them aces on your sleeve and hold your heads naturally shining in the light. You're wearing them aces on your sleeve, hold your heads naturally, such a beautiful sight. You're wearing them aces on your sleeve, hold your heads naturally shining in the light. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a makeshift ending. No, man, that's good. Like making it real on the spot. That's the yeah. that's the beautiful thing about music. It's a living, breathing art form. It's fantastic. And one thing I was paying really close attention to your like your left hand while you were playing that, and it's it's evident to me that you're you're a very accomplished guitar player. Um, but you know the songs you're doing, at least in this project, are relatively simple. But I like the way you're fleshing out like a simple song with really kind of like you'll duck in with an intricate guitar lick somewhere. And then, but the rest of the tune, the, the form of the tune. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying simple's bad because I love. You know, I think simple's brilliant. No, 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 no. It has to be accessible. The most accessible music is the simplest music, and I think there's an elegant simplicity in music that's well put together like that. And yours most certainly is. But then you're doing something which I think is really cool. On top of it, it reminds me of Tim Easton. Are you familiar with Tim Easton? I'm not. Okay, he's a singer songwriter guy. He's from Ohio originally. He had a band. Uh, he's been out here for a while, lived in Joshua Tree for a while. He just moved out to Nashville sometime in the last year or so. But he's a similar kind of way. He's a very accomplished guitar player, plays a lot of solo shows. But he'll play like simple simple structures, but then fill them with like salt and pepper and all these tastes that come from these guitar licks. You know, and I, it's really, really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I try not to, uh, yeah, I try to do what the song needs, I guess. And tell me, tell me this: like, how how independent are you? We talked about you making the record by yourself, but like nowadays, you know, do you have? Are you self distributing? Do you have a label? You've got some kind of management? Like, tell me about your infrastructure, such as it is. Uh, it's there's not much. It's me and uh, Kim Grant is representing me with KG Press on the uh, on the album, which is great, and um, that's really cool because that's something that I haven't done before and. You know, this is my first. Um, this is come back to my roots. You yeah. Know? I mean, I, I loved this kind of music a long time ago. It was my first kind of my first love. My mom's old. You know, my my mom had a few boyfriends when I was younger that listened to this kind of music. Took some road trips around the U.S. in a Cadillac. I, you know, a couple times listening to. I'm glad that I think it was that a, got me. I'm glad that it was a Cadillac rather than a Datsun because <laughs> there's nothing romantic about riding. Oh, it was a Cadillac a with big old cowboy hats and you know it, it was. Just, it was classic, but yeah, no, it's me doing doing it, and um, I know you realize because I've been doing this for so long, but it's you realize it's there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do, and yeah. I, I'm more and more wanting to just in being in Japan, wanting to just do my art, you know, and write my songs right. and let it happen on its own. Um, and you know, you got to get out there and do your little pushes, you know, yeah. and, make, and, and, and try to do some, shake some stuff up. But yeah. yeah. Where would the record be available once it's out in October? I mean, it's, I haven't push, put it in like, you know, physical stores. I mean, there's a physical album, of course, um, and it'll be available on, on all the, uh, you know, the online distributors okay. and all like that, like all the iTunes and iTunes, Amazon and CD all. Baby and CD Amazon. Baby. And, okay. Yeah. All those guys. Um, yeah. Like I said, I kind of coming back, Doing, doing what I grew up, you know, loving, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. I think it's a, it's a really enviable like position to be in because so many people I talk to, the musicians, like they, it's like they, they, they're forced to get away from the making of music because the other stuff takes up so much time, and I'm guilty of that too. You think like, well, what I really want to be doing is just sitting around playing my guitar, but what I am doing is blogging about playing my guitar, recording me playing guitar, writing art, you know, making artwork for me playing guitar, uh, promoting me playing guitar, booking shows for me to play guitar, like all this other stuff seems to encroach upon the reason I loved it, sometimes to the extent where it's like, I don't even want to do it at all, you know? So to catch, like, to meet a guy like you who, like, 
really took like concrete steps to like get back to like the essence of what they were doing. I think it's a really cool thing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I did. That's that's true. You know, so I kudos, did. Kudos, man. I made, I made a made a solid effort to yeah to slow it all down. Well, it's great. It's the, the, if this is what you get by doing that. I think I'm gonna go home and throw all my stuff in the yard. <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll, Again, I'll come pick some stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> you could use some stuff. Yeah. How about one more tune before you roll? Okay. All right, what's yeah, this going to be, more. man? What? Um, let me see. What um, I'll do this uh, Lovebirds. It's a really mellow tune off the album. And it's basically about somebody who's uh, had, some, had their loved one pass away. And um, it's, it's, it's a pretty intricate one. Let's see if I can. I'll go for it. We'll see what happens. your ear for a minute Step into the shadow of a dim lit room Where loud music in your old perfume And one stiff old drink after another In a favorite booth Just watching the lovebirds dance Blinking lights, they're guiding me home tonight Past the shelter of the highway side Where I first saw you, your thumb in the air Them dark sunglasses on, and your jet black hair and smile And I've been telling lies ever since you've been gone I'm not my mother's son Got two eyes that cry But never see Standing in the pouring rain Crying, screaming out your name You sent a whisper to the back of my brain Said to cherish those times And get on my life again Again Again, you sent a whisper to the back of my brain. Said to cherish those times and get on with my life again. Again, again. Guiding me home tonight Past the shelter of the highway signs Where I first saw you Very, very nice, Mr. Thomas. Good work. Are you doing a CD release party of any kind? I, know. I am, thank you. Yes, I am doing it over at the Malibu Inn. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, a couple bands, a couple of my friends' bands uh, from from Topanga are going to do it too. They're having a CD release. Uh, Philip Boone and uh, the um, Dinosaur Horses. So uh, we're doing October sixth at um, the Malibu Inn Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. So multiple album releases on one night. Multiple album releases, all, all Topanga bands. Very nice. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. That's a good. Sounds some good synergy there. I think so. And Malibu Inn's like got some good history and a good place. So. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. And you've also got a gig. Looks like at uh, Malibu Wines at the end of October, October twenty eighth. I do, I do. And then I'm playing down on uh, Friday night, this Friday, over at the uh, Rosenthal Surfrider Wine, which is right at the bottom of the Topanga Canyon. It's a new wine place that just opened up. It sounds like a good life you've carved out for yourself, man. I get a lot of wine. Yeah. Get a lot of wine, a <laughs> lot of music, a lot of, lot of nature in Topanga. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm happy. All right, man. So you can see, uh, we can learn about Skyline Drive at skylinedrive.me. Thank you to Derek Thomas, of course, very much for coming down here to play for us tonight. It was fantastic having you. The record's great, man. I think everyone should get this record. It is called Topanga Ranch Motel by Skyline Drive. The musician is Derek Thomas, and I hope to be hearing a lot more about him in the future. He's doing good work. I also want to say thank you to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski. Also, as always, to Valentina Rivera from Lancer Radio. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.